And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, this is it, people. Let's move. Let's go, 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 go. Wow, wow, wow. We've got an emergency podcast. This is No Dunks on the Athletic Network. Shout out to the stream teamers joining us live right now on YouTube. We just wrapped up a beach step and podcast right at the end of it. Oh, Harden been traded. Okay, here we are. We got the emergency pod. I'm Skeets. We got Tass. We got Trey. We got Lily. We got JD. I think we even have, correct me if I'm wrong, we've got the Southern lawyer with us. We got ourselves a train. Yeah, you can pluralize that, Mr. Southern Lawyer. We got a lot happening here. Let's break it all down. The Brooklyn Nets have won the James Harden sweepstakes, acquiring him in a blockbuster deal here. That includes the Cleveland Cavaliers and then eventually uh, the Indiana Pacers when it comes to the Rockets. So I'll do my best to uh, present this trade or trades to all of you out there. The Nets are getting James Harden. Okay, that's an easy part. Nice. Check. The Rockets got, at first, Karis LeVert. Kurix, Dante Exum, four first-round picks and four pick swaps, all right? Now, a lot of those coming by way of Brooklyn, of course, but then the Rockets are also getting Cleveland's 2022 first-round pick by way of the Bucks. The Cavs, for their trouble, they're getting Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Hey, not bad. But then, the Pacers get in on the fun. This was the big swerve. Shams was dropping this one. Suddenly... The Rockets were trading Karis LeVert, who they obviously had just acquired in this Harden deal, and they were shipping him to the Pacers for Victor Oladipo. A second rounder also went with LeVert to Indiana. So, again, Tass, fact check me, my man. The Nets add Harden, the Rockets add Oladipo, Exum, Kurix, and a number of unprotected first round picks, and then another. Cleveland, first round pick by way of the Bucks, And then a bunch of pick swaps. The Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. And the Pacers get Karis LeVert. And I guess a second round pick, if I have that right. Wow, where do you want to start? Wow. All I care about is the Brooklyn Nets. They are the favorite in the Eastern Conference. Log it in. They're, they're definitely the favorite, especially in a year where it's kind of up and down. The, the Bucks are sort of mediocre at, at this point. The Celtics haven't been incredible. The Heat haven't been incredible. Brooklyn, yeah, you're going to say, well, can they stop anybody? You know what? That's a fair question, but I don't think it really matters with this team. Uh, the weird thing is with this team, they are already fourth. They already had the fourth best offense in the league. Can they get any freaking better? Well, yeah, they got James Harden now. <laughs> They're going to run out Kyrie, KD, James Harden, and then Joe Harris most likely, and probably DeAndre Jordan because... He's always starting with the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> uh, depth may be an issue uh, a little bit, um, but, you know, they still have a, a, enough guys coming off the bench. They're, I think uh, we saw Bruce Brown starting with Landry Shamit, Jeff Green, Luau Cabarro. That's a squad. 
and I think when they want to step up um, and play some defense, they can. James Harden, as much as people joke about him playing on the defensive end, when he wants to play some defense, when it comes to the playoffs, after he's chilled enough, he can be a guy who does enough on the defensive end to be passable. KD is the same. He can be a very good defender. I think uh, the offensively, I think they're going to work really well. James Harden, when he said, I'm leaving Houston, was comfortable being you know, a, a second fiddle type of guy. He knew that he needed to be that guy to win a championship. Um, and now they have a great opportunity uh, especially with you know the Bucks being together for the first year together, this iteration of their team, so you know they're you know somewhat fresh too. I, I think they're they're clearly the number one team in the Eastern Conference now. Do you think Kyrie signed with the Brooklyn Nets though to be the third fiddle, third option? And by the way, he's not even there right now. We don't even know if he's going to play basketball anymore because now that we're seeing some other crazy reports going around NBA Twitter with what's going on and how upset he is, maybe with the Nets front office and they didn't address him or come to him and talk about coaching and all that. I mean, I just asked that, like, they just lost their second, well, they lost their third and fourth best player in Karis LeVert and Jared Allen. And their second best player is not there. And we don't know when he's coming back and if he's even going to play basketball again. I'm with you. They just got James Harden. Hell of a combo. Forget Kyrie for a second. James Harden, Lee, and Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, damn good. We've seen that work before and go all the way, of course, to a finals before when they were super young. They're much older now. But do you agree with Tass that, well, the Nets are, are the favorites right now, even if you take Kyrie out of the equation? Well, may possibly. Yeah, I want to see it out on the court first because there's a couple of questions that still need to be answered. One of them is going to, we're going to see now what kind of attitude James Harden brings to Brooklyn. If he's the James Harden of last five years, then immediately they're a much better team. But if he's a James Harden of the last month or so, then it's going to take a little bit of time for him to adjust here. And also, I wonder if this Kyrie situation prompted the Nets to go for it right now as almost like, Mm. you know, this is almost like an insurance policy because who knows what is happening here with Kyrie Irving because we heard the Nets were interested in James Harden, of course, at the start. Then they seemed to cool off a little bit because things got off to a reasonable start for them. And now this situation with Kyrie has made them maybe think, you know what, let's get James Harden because we need a star player, certainly while we have Kevin Durant here. So I think the Nets did the right move. I mean, we always talk about it. You want the star talent and the star player, and there's no question James Harden is a star talent and a star player, but he's got a bit of an attitude problem at the moment. You can easily just sort of shrug that off and say, now he's in a situation where he goes instantly to a contender and we know that when he's at his best, he's clearly one of the top five, ten players in the league, whatever you want to put him in there. So uh, this is a great day, I think, here for the Brooklyn Nets because they got themselves a better team. They've cost themselves some of the young players, and certainly they've mortgaged the future in order to do that. But in the NBA, stars win, and James Harden is a proven star, even if he has a little bit of a reputation for not necessarily performing deep into the playoffs. But now he's probably on the best team that he's ever been on, I think, if everyone is on the court when you look at Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So, uh, yeah, this is Brooklyn. You know, you, you 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 spend all you can if there's star talent like that is available. They went out and got him. And uh, now we just await to see what sort of result they get from this. Right. I am not comparing James Harden to Paul Pierce and Kevin Durant near the end of their careers by any means, but we've seen the Nets trade years of draft capital before, <laughs> Trey, and it backfired. Again, this feels a little different in the player they've acquired, but what's your take, uh, especially from the Nets side of things, as we make our way to the other teams here on this podcast? Well, I think this is an awesome trade for basically every team, but for the Nets... You're right. They're giving away their future like they've done in the past, like they did for the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce that kind of put them in the scenario they were before Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving showed up. But on the court, like Tass is saying, they did lose Karis LeVert. They did lose Jared Allen. Torian Prince 
is a rotation piece for them, but mm-hmm. it seemed like they could have lost a lot more with regards to all the players they're lo- they're losing. I think that Jared Allen is going to be the biggest loss, no doubt, for the Nets, just because he's their best defender, which leaves them now an even more offense first team. But like Karis Levert, when you replace him with James Harden, Harris LeVert wasn't going to be getting touches anyways. But someday, Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be back on this team. They're still going to be able to be active in the buyout market. They're still going to be able to acquire some helpful pieces, not to mention you've seen some decent performances so far from a guy like TLC. Jeff Green did all right as a small ball five in the playoffs last year. We'll see how it turns out. This is a team that is going to play absolutely no defense. I love it. I love it. You're kidding me. We got James Harden and Kyrie Irving on the same team wearing tie-dye. This is a team made for me right now, Skeets. I can't wait to see how it happens. Are they going to be the Nets champs by 2021? Count on it? I don't know. I don't know, Slam Magazine, but right now I'm with Tass. I do think they are going to be the favorites in the Eastern Conference. James Harden... He's not in his prime right now. He was in his prime last year when he was competing for the MVP. How much does this motivate him? Does it motivate him to be an MVP like he was? That would be awesome for the Nets. Or does it motivate him anymore to be even more committed to playing team basketball, to playing a little defense, to moving on the other side of the ball? Now that he's the second fiddle next to Kevin Durant, because I guess Kevin Durant's the number one. I don't know. At least they have a relationship. You saw him be a little bit more... um, sharing with Russell Westbrook when he was there. You know, he was happy to kind of mold his talents around Westbrook in Houston. Maybe the relationship plays a factor. It'll be interesting to see how those two get along. It'll be interesting to see the first time Kevin Durant really needs to get on James Harden to tell him, hey man, you need to bust your ass. You need to play some defense. You need to cut when I have the ball. Because Durant has the status to be able to tell James Harden what to do. Nobody has had that status in Houston. Even when they brought in Chris Paul, a legendary guy, he was coming to James Harden's team. Things are different now. I don't know what kind of James Harden the Nets are getting, but they gave up a ton to get him. They got their guy. Let's see how it plays out. Can't wait. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we thought James Harden was going to be reunited with Daryl Morey, and in the end, it's Mike D'Antoni that he's reunited with in the Brooklyn, uh, you know, a part of the Steve Nash's coaching uh, tree there or team in Brooklyn. Crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, you guys are high. Very high, it sounds like, on the Brooklyn Nets. You are you not? Way. How can I'm, you not I'm not be? as high as you guys are. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm because look, there is a there is a very weird cloud question mark surrounding Kyrie Irving and uh, and his role in all of this and whether he's going to be there and can he work with these guys. That to me is concern. Oh yeah, and stopping anyone, bit of an issue. But no, you got look, they got three guys on their team, just like the Warriors had at once upon a time. If you wanted to put Clay in there, who we know could catch fire and go for it, they got three guys that can go for fifty, if not sixty. Uh, you know, in any game when they're all healthy in KD, Harden, and Kyrie if he's playing. Um, But you do got to get some stops. But look, I I hear what you guys are saying when you look at the roster. I mean, you're putting a lot of faith in DeAndre Jordan, a lot, uh, to to be an impact player for them and start for them by the sounds of it, unless Jeff Green gets that as a small ball five. And Bruce Brown and TLC. I I understand the DeAndre Jordan concerns and the fact that they traded DeAndre they traded Jared Allen, but when it comes down to it, Kevin Durant's going to be playing five when it yes, really matters for fair. the Nets, right? And he's a great defender when he's locked in as a five. Yeah, if they could do the old Anthony Davis, hey, well, with the Lakers, when you got, we want to, when it's winning time and it matters, yeah, you got to play the five. Yeah, they're going to do that with KD. I don't, look, the guy's coming off of obviously a major injury. He's going to sound like he's going to start playing back to backs even as early as tonight here against the Knicks. You don't want to ask too much of him, uh, I don't think, but. Look, I, I'm just as I'm not 
as in love with this. They gave up a lot. They gave up actually way more than even I thought they were going to have to give up. Especially when you go into the picks. That's a that's yeah. That's seven full years basically that they're giving up yeah. for for the, this the, opportunity. The Brooklyn Nets have to do that every five years. It's mandatory that they have to. <laughs> I guess so. Empty yeah. the cupboard to try yeah. and go for it. But you wonder if the Rockets were just calling up the Nets and saying, "Listen, the Sixers are going to give us Ben Simmons, and yes. who, who knows what else they're going to give up." And so it's like, if you want him, you can have him, but you're going to have to uh, match this offer, and we want we want these unprotected picks. And if you're Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni and Sean Marks, you're like, why not? You know, if he's going to be moved somewhere, we want to get that talent on our roster rather than a direct opponent in the Eastern Conference who's probably going to make them better. So I just wonder now, I mean, it was was fairly obvious that Ben Simmons was, the, the Sixers were prepared to trade him. That locker room now is probably going to be a little bit awkward there with, uh, certainly between him and Daryl Morey, you would think, because it seems like last night Ben Simmons got some sort of word that he was uh, involved in trade talks. And then this afternoon, that's what we thought the deal was going to be. It looked like it was going to be Houston and Philadelphia. And so now that's fallen through and, uh, and it goes to Brooklyn. So we'll see how that thing, those things play out. But uh, this, this is fascinating because, uh, you know, James Harden has, has gotten his wish. He's gotten to a, a team that is a legitimate contender and he's playing with a former teammate. And, and like Trey was saying there, when he was in Houston, when they brought in Dwight Howard, when they brought in Chris Paul, when they brought in Russell Westbrook, those guys were brought in, you know, to compliment James. Now he's going to a situation where there's no question Kevin Durant's the best player on that team. And Kevin Durant is the one who's like, listen, you know, we, we, we dance to the beat of my drum. I'm the, I run the show here. So he, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if James Harden can accept being the second player on a team because he hasn't had to be that guy since he last played with Kevin Durant back in, uh, what, 2012, I guess it was. But um, I think it can work. But uh, who knows? These things, until you actually see them out on the court and it comes down to that last shot, who gets that last shot? How does that last uh, those last plays play out? That's when we'll find out the real, uh, you know, the real test of this team. But I think he's okay with it because he said, I want to go to Brooklyn. And he knows he's going to play with Kevin Durant. So uh, I think he's he's good with it. And I think it's easy to forget that he was awesome for the first three games of the season when he balled out when he wanted to be. And he averaged 37 for three games. And, uh, I, you know, it's it's a little bit of a, hey, I'm done here. These last five games just move me on. He's not. He hasn't lost his superpowers here at 31 years old. He's he's gonna be good in, in Brooklyn. And the Kyrie Irving thing, it's a question mark. But you know, there's a few years ago where he didn't talk to his teammates for two months, and they win a championship in Cleveland. Like that's is some weird stuff going on for sure. Um, but I don't think he's retiring. You know, I don't think he's taking Stephen A. Smith's advice and and hanging him up. I think he's still gonna play for the Brooklyn Nets, and I think he's got to say, well, man, our team is fantastic now. What am I going to walk away? I can I can lit- literally win a championship this season. Uh, but yeah, I guess stranger things have happened. Well, I don't well, I don't even know if stranger things have happened. Thinking about it, just walking away. I mean, this is a uh, this is a great opportunity for those guys. And, and yeah, they've gone all in. Um, and it's a it's a big task for Steve Nash. There, there's no doubt. Uh, Steve is is. One of the the Steve coaches here that we thought <laughs> Steve Kerr had a big task when, when he signed up in 2015 um, or 2014, I should say. Uh, and and this Steve, he's got a, he's got a tall tall task too. But I don't know. They're older players too here, you know. So they're they know what they want. They know what they need uh, to get it done. And and JaVale McGee was the starting center on, uh, on multiple championship teams. You know, if DeAndre Jordan's starting. Uh, you know they find a way, and the buyout market is is available. So I think they they figure it out here with a, a decent team. <laughs> even even if yeah, they they definitely you know 
the cupboard is bare and they gave away a lot of their rotation players, but they still have plenty right now. I, I think they're the clear number one right now. But the Lakers did that as well to get Anthony Davis. The Clippers did it to get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, teams realize like you've got to sort of try to get those oh, players yeah. while you it's can. It's nothing you know, new it's, for a team to no. give up five or six or seven years of draft capital to get a yeah. star. I'm, I'm not saying that's a, an issue. I'm just saying, come on, let's not pretend that this could be volatile with some could. of those, obviously, the personalities uh, that we're putting all together. It could work beautifully maybe steve nash and mike d'antoni and and they all figure it out but you're right there's a hell of a lot of pressure now the good thing is they have hardened under contract here um you know it's not like you gotta win right now now that's what the goal is going to be but you know he's under contract for a couple of years so mm-hmm. you're sort of locked in with obviously two elite scores and then wherever Kyrie f- falls into this mix yeah i just think i just could see where it could get nasty in a hurry or confusing in a hurry Again, but maybe not. Maybe not. I, I'm pumped. I love when this stuff happens. I love craziness. Everything was happening here on NBA Twitter. Let's like pivot to the Rockets sort of like get here. Um, I guess maybe that's where I'm a little disappointed from the Rockets side of things. I was very high on Karis LeVert. I was very high on Jared Allen. And in the end, the Rockets don't get either of those guys. But of course, they get Oladipo, which is funny because if you remember, you know, I was talking, I think it was last week, uh, you know, pointing out that. I see a comparison possibly between Karis LeVert and Oladipo before he went to Indiana when he was the Thunder and like, wow, given a bigger role, maybe this guy like Karis LeVert could be like Oladipo pre, uh, pre-injury turning into like an all-NBA player. I think it's there. So now is this is like the perfect litmus test to this because now LeVert is literally replacing Oladipo in Indiana and the Rockets get um, Oladipo, what do you think, Trey? Let's start with you with the Rockets coming out of this. Obviously, it's focused on a lot of the picks. That's huge. But what about the player in Oladipo? The picks are huge. And to me, it shows that the Rockets ultimately valued picks over players, which is a smart move considering all the draft assets that have been shipped out when Daryl Morey was still out there in the Chris Paul and the Russell Westbrook trade. So getting what? I think... People are calling it nine first-rounders. Maybe it's only eight first-rounders. It's kind of hard to tell at this point. We'll see how things work out with the swaps. They've got their draft back, which is crazy to think that at the end of last season, we're like, what are the Rockets ever going to do? Now they're back. And you know the John Wall trade has worked out for them. At the very least, he looks like he's going to be a starting point guard still, at least a guy that you can roll out there and be competitive. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Christian Wood is good. And Victor Oladipo, he's going to give him a little bit more juice off the ball, especially considering uh, James Harden wasn't giving him that juice. The question will be, is he going to be there long term? I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it plays out, because right now that would mean you are the Rockets and you're building around John Wall. DeMarcus Cousins and Victor Oladipo, all guys who have missed significant time with injuries over the Mm -hmm. past couple of years. That's that's a question, but when you've got your draft back, I think that that, that certainly helps. Getting, getting this return for Harden is what they were trying to get after. You know, they wanted a young guy. Surely they would have loved to have Karis LeVert and the stability of having his contract for the next couple of seasons. But Victor Oladipo's a perfect throw-in to get when you're shipping out an MVP caliber player. Yeah, what do you think, Tass, how the Rockets did in, in this crazy day? Well, yeah, I, I agree with you. It would have been a nice... Um, yeah, a nice pivot to get a Jared Allen on the roster, but they do have Christian Wood. They're very happy yeah, with true. him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I love me some Karras. Um, but, uh, yeah, we have seen nice flashes of Victor Oladipo. Uh, and, you know, it's an interesting move right now. Like, right as we're talking here, they get Victor Oladipo for a few months, and then Victor Oladipo becomes a free agent. And uh, Victor Oladipo, he's playing for... 
between what, you know, someone's going to sign him to at, at the base, a 10, 12, $15 million deal. Or if he looks amazing, somebody could sign him to a max. Uh, so this is, this is a huge showcase for Victor Oladipo. Uh, you know, he's one of, uh, he's such a unique player in the NBA. Just the way he moves out there, he's uh, he's fun to watch. Um, but the, I, I just I wonder as far as players go, how that's all going to shake down. You got John Wall playing, uh, handling the ball. Victor Oladipo's going to want to get paid. Um, so that's uh, that's just an interesting experiment for the next few months. But as Trey said, it doesn't really matter. They got all this draft capital. They're just they're looking towards the future, and it's not so much what you pick from those draft picks, what those result into or what those result in terms of players. But sometimes to move those picks is, is the important part. Cause yeah, there are a lot of them are uh, Brooklyn's picks and Brooklyn plans to be good. So they should be in the twenties, but you can swap those, you know, at some point mm-hmm. you cash in on those babies uh, and uh, they had to do something like that. Cause the cupboard was absolutely bare. I think I would have liked it if it was a, a Jared Allen uh, or a Karis Levert a little bit more. But at the same time, that's as many picks that you as you can possibly get. We are not draft experts on this show, but they got four picks and four draft swaps. I mean, the maximum is usually seven, but they got one, you know, via Milwaukee there. Uh, so uh, they maxed out. Uh, that's that's all you should. That's all you should desire as a GM. If you're gonna, if you're Raphael Stone in that position, there, you gotta fill the cupboard. And uh, they did just that. That's how you got to build the team. It, it might not be great for the Rockets these next few months, um, but long term, that's what he had to do. I would love, I hope we find out, details leak, Lee, of what the Sixers were willing to offer, how far they were willing to go. Let's assume Simmons is there. Okay, he's the building block. But then what else was it, right? Um, you know, you're guessing the Rockets are saying, no, we want... Tyrese Maxey, we want Thibault, uh, and we want a bunch of picks. And my gut says, this is, I, I'm, obviously I'm not going off anything here. I'm not plugged in like Shams, but I'm willing to bet that Maury was like, we're not doing both, okay? We're not doing both to get James Harden here. We'll go young guys, maybe a Thibault, maybe even a Maxey, sure. But we're not also like going to get you even more picks, giving up all our future picks that we have it's one or the other, man, and uh, you know I, I, that's what I think probably happened here. But then that leads me to my question of, would you rather have Ben Simmons at the end of the day and less picks lately than Oladipo entering free agency and what they made out with here? Uh, it's, a, it's a good question because I think Simmons is, uh, is the better player than Victor Oladipo, but Victor Oladipo it goes to a good situation because he's pretty much the most a valuable free agent coming into the 21-22 season. I mean, there's guys like Kawhi Leonard. I'm taking him off the table because I think he'll probably sort of stay with the Clippers. I'm saying of those players who could move around and really use this opportunity to show other teams that he's healthy and can still be potentially an all-star player, this is a great situation for him because he's going to be playing alongside John Wall and he's going to get a real opportunity because he's been okay so far in... in uh, yeah. For Indiana, he hasn't been playing back-to-backs, but that's more sort of to do with uh, recovering still from his injury. So it's a, it's a great situation for him, and the Rockets kind of get the first look to see if he is someone that they want to invest in long-term. Do you want to give him a five-year, $100 million contract? Maybe someone will. You know, we always see these sort of things, and uh, it depends on how desperate a team is. So he's still young enough that I think he can still uh, bring that value to a team. So it's good for the Rockets. And, and you know, Ben Simmons, I think, I think Ben Simmons, the problem he has made himself right now is the, that he's not untradeable for a young guy. He should be sort of untradeable because he's young and he's athletic and he's quick and he's strong, but he hasn't developed 
that uh, offensive game, that shot that has made him untouchable. And so that's probably why the, the Sixers were like, yeah, you know, we're prepared to trade him. He's a good player, very good player, but maybe we can get something better than him. And that's what maybe uh, caused the, the the talks there between the Sixers and the, and the Houston Rockets at the Philadelphia 76ers. Daryl Moore is there like, I think he's good, but I don't think we are a contender right now. We need James Harden to take us to a different level. So, uh, you know, but the, 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 the prospect for Ben Simmons, it's still a young player is what teams want. You know, a young all-star player already, great defensive player, uh, an all-NBA caliber player. That That's what you want. But uh, he just still has some things for, on his game to work on uh, to make him a true superstar player, which I don't think he is just yet. Um, Oladipo, you know, the, the questions about him are, did he have one really good season or did that injury really set him back? That's, that's the real question now because Oladipo was great there for Indiana when he did make the all-star team then suffered that nasty injury and hasn't been able to reach that level yet. But he's still young enough and he's still got time to do that. The Pacers clearly thought he wasn't a part of their future. So he goes to Houston now where he can prove things to some people that it's like, hey, I'm still the sort of guy that you can uh, give that huge contract to. And he's going to use this opportunity, I guess, for the remainder of this season to prove that to other teams going in, as I say, to a, a season where the free agents outside again, outside of Kawhi Leonard, you already know he's a superstar. Everyone's going to want him. Chris Paul, a little bit older. Blake Griffin, a little bit older, not as effective. Then it's guys like Oladipo who uh, other teams will look at and, and, and decide whether or not he's a part of their future. What a huge sigh of relief, though, for the Rockets here, just in dealing James Harden. I mean, <laughs> a nightmare it was becoming, the way he was playing. Obviously, all the teammates turning on him in uh, post-game interviews and him obviously giving up on the on the team. I'm not saying he's not at fault, but it must be for, for Stone and for Steven Silas, his first year coaching, to like... Another oh, Steve. Now yeah. <laughs> I can at least coach like a team. I mean, it's Wall, Oladipo, yeah. Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, we thought might be included in a James Harden trade. He's still there as of now. Christian Wood. You know, the Rockets on paper, everybody <laughs> healthy. It's not a bad five right no. there. And by any means, I'm not saying that's a championship contender, but that's a pretty good team, I think, still. Um, so, yeah, it'll be fascinating to see. The Rockets wanted... What they told us was obviously a, a young franchise cornerstone and then a boatload of picks. Yeah, and you're doing that, Trey. It's like Oladipo, is he possibly a, still a youngish franchise cornerstone or not? That's uh, That'll be the big question mark of whether they continue to sign him. I would think they have plans to move forward with him um, if he plays the way he's been playing for Indiana, but... We'll see. They got the boatload of picks. That's for, for damn sure. They made yeah. out on those. I had people on Twitter last night telling me, <laughs> nobody's going to trade picks for James Harden right now. What the hell are you guys talking about? I don't, I, come on. Yes, they are. He's mailing it in. He's pouting. He wants to be traded. They're going to trade a lot of picks for him. Uh, just like Drew Holiday, for crying out loud, got like three picks for him. <laughs> if he got that, James Harden's going to get more. Don't check the replies, Skates. Don't check no, the replies. Just, no, just, these are people that I I, I, I respect, I appreciate. Um, I couldn't believe they were coming Name them. Name those names Our right man, now. Our man, Benson. <laughs> Boom, though, baby. <laughs> Former colleague at Yahoo Sports, former NBA player. He had a cup of coffee, right, in the NBA? I think he did, and obviously played overseas, had some success. He was just saying, like, uh, I don't know if there's going to be all that many picks included in a James Harden trade. Calm. Yeah. Yeah, there are. That's what the Rockets want. They're telling teams, go get me a ton, and you might get James Harden. And don't worry. He won't be uh, 18 points per game and having all those pregame meals. You're going to get the old James Harden. Mm-hmm. All right? You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And that's they, what I, I do believe that. They, you know, I think the Nets, we talked about it on this morning's podcast. You're going to get James Harden of old. He's not, 
He's not going to be brutal like he is just walking through games like a little zombie right now and pouting. He's not going to no. do that. No, he was think. awesome to start the season, yeah. but the Rockets took it right to the line. Right, like this could have gotten ugly. It could have gotten like Anthony Davis a couple of years ago. That's all, folks. Like they could have been, they could have been that really soon. Yesterday, James Harden walked out of the press conference, but I appreciate how far they took it. I mean, they they created a little drama, um, but they didn't mess up their franchise by any means. And yeah, there's guys like John Wall saying uh, it it's terrible when you're in a basketball situation and somebody doesn't want to be there. Yeah, it's, it, we just can't move forward. Uh, and uh, you know John Wall is speaking a good game uh, as uh, totally. uh, so you know this is his opportunity. Uh, he is saying the right things. This uh, uh, is his opportunity to help lead a team. Uh, so yeah, this just made the NBA way more intriguing. Even with the Rockets to be a playoff team, obviously with the Nets uh, and, and the other teams that that got involved here. Uh, yeah, it's a friggin' blast. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Rockets do and, and if, uh, yeah, if Vic can be Vic. But, yeah, Harden's going to be Harden. Harden, uh, I love how everybody says, well, James Harden can play defense in the playoffs. Remember, he blocked that shot to win a game. Yes, he did. Um, but, but I think he can play enough uh, alongside those other guys. They're going to motivate each other. Like, yeah, we're going to see him lollygag in March. Um, but when it comes to May and June to try and get his first ship uh, I think everything will be right in Brooklyn. Everybody will be on the same page. And just to circle back very quickly to the Sixers, Lee, you said it could be maybe a little awkward, right? With Ben Simmons' name coming up in all these trade talks, and here he is, uh, as of now, uh, still on the Sixers roster. Maybe, maybe he's still on the move. Maybe there's a Bradley Beal trade to be had uh, where the Sixers pivot to that way. And maybe that ends up working even better for them. Like, uh, we're not done here. The NBA season's already been insane, so there could be more trades coming. I'm just chucking that out there. Um, Trey, of the other two teams that got in the mix here, uh, the Pacers, like I said, getting Karis LeVert, uh, and, and the Cavs uh, getting Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Um, you know, of these two teams that sort of came out of left field, let's be honest, uh, which one of them, or maybe both of them, uh, impressed you most with what their haul here uh, on a Wednesday? Well, Skeets, my 2021 motto has been pure positivity, which is why I think there are four winners for this trade. Every team did great. Like, I love what the Pacers did to swoop in and get Karis LeVert because the question was going to be, what's going on with Victor Oladipo this whole season? They're replacing him with Karis LeVert, who is signed already to uh, a couple extra years on his deal. So you know he's going to be around. You know he's likely, that contract he's on is likely going to be cheaper than what they would have had to pay Victor Oladipo. If he wanted to stay around, he gives them... Similar stuff to what Oladipo would be doing, playing a little bit off the ball, but mostly able to get a bucket with the ball in his hands. It's going to be perfect for him to fit alongside. I feel like he's a high IQ player, which would fit nice next to Malcolm Brogdon and DeMontis Sabonis. Eventually, they're going to bring TJ Warren back. The Pacers are looking a little bit dangerous. And then if you're the Cavs, you just swooped in and got Jared Allen for tossing away a future first round pick out of nowhere. You got to love it. I mean, they've got a ton of big guys now. The Raptors should be calling the Cavs immediately to see if they can steal maybe a JaVale McGee, maybe even a Kevin Love, though I don't think he solves the defense issues. But the Cavs, just to get Jared Allen when it didn't feel like they were really in the mix for anything, that's nice. He fits alongside uh, the Sexland backcourt real nice uh, for their future pieces going ahead. They need a nice wing, and then you're talking about a pretty solid nucleus there in Cleveland as well. So you like it for all four teams, and uh, thumbs up for the Pacers and the Cavs. Uh, What do you think, Tass? you agree with what Trey's saying here? Are you... Are you high on everybody, what they did here today? 
Oh yeah, let's go Moses Malone. Fo fo fo. I'm excited <laughs> for everybody. I, yeah, I, I, the Pacers perfect, perfect move. Get a guy who signed long term instead of Victor Oladipo uh, in Karis Levert. Can't beat that. Uh, yeah, I think I think Kobe Altman did fantastic to make out that way. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm, I think I think we're, we we knocked it out of the park everywhere. The Rockets got everything they could uh, for James Harden. The Nets, obviously, if things go south, then the picks are going to look terrible, and mm-hmm. it's it's not going to be a repeat. There's no way it's going to be a repeat of Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. No way, no way. Uh, this they've got two guys. Um, you know, just sort of like entering their prime. I guess no. So I should mm. say that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's not it's not. They're not that old, man. They're they're in their prime. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> just don't put them on the cover of SI. Okay, that's what you, don't do. Yeah, that. no. I uh, yeah. I think it's. Uh, every, I think the only disappointed team is Philly uh, for not being able to make a move, and maybe they have another move. But right. it, uh, to me, they they started seven and one this season without beating anybody good. Uh, their biggest win was the big, best team that they beat. Yes, was yesterday. Uh, against the Miami Heat, and that took a 45-point performance from Joel Embiid. Like their their record was was decent to start, uh, but they haven't been impressive. And and I, if you you believe these rumors, which I think I do, they came in here. They've got two stars. Daryl Morey said, "I'm taking a year to watch these guys, see how they play." And he made a decision ten games in that said, well, "You know what? I think we'd be better with a more spaced floor for Joel Embiid." Sure feels that way, and and I think they're the only ones who lost out because they couldn't space that floor for Joel Embiid with James Harden. But maybe it will be Bradley Beal, as we talked about. Who knows? Who knows? Lily, what do you think of the Pacers and the Cavs in getting you know again Lavert and Torian and uh, excuse me Jared Allen are the big names here for these teams respectively. Yeah, real really good for the Cavs. Uh, Jared Allen is is a very talented player and he's still young enough. I mean, he's still got to work on his game. But yeah, the Cavs' uh, future is pretty bright. We've got to get the Sex Man and Darius back though. They've both been injured. They had a great start to the season, but it's tailed off a little bit there. But definitely, I think the Cavs have got some more moves to make here because they've got such a glut of big guys. They've got some big contracts, and they want to move on from those. So I think that's going to happen. And the Pacers, uh, did you say the Pacers? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Oladipo, it, we, it was a question whether or not they thought he was going to be a part of their future. The fact that they didn't really offer him a big contract when they could have, uh, you know, in the offseason was a sign that they were probably like, let's see what type of player he is, because down in the bubble, he was okay, not great. And then when he came back from injury last season, just before the the, the shutdown, Again, he showed flashes of being good, but not, I don't think, enough to convince the Pacers that they wanted to invest a huge deal, uh, a huge contract in him. So they're going to try somebody else. And I think uh, Karis LeVert, you know, is he one of those players that maybe we do overrate him just a touch, you know, because I think he's good, but uh, he's also coming off an injury as well. So You know what? If we do, he's going to the perfect spot because he's not going into the Indiana Pacers being the number one guy. Yeah. It's like we we argue who's the all-star on the Pacers. Sabonis, or is it Brogdon? Because those guys are probably better than Karis LeVert. So Do they I have, have enough it. basketballs to go around? You're talking about two all-stars there. <laughs> You're true. adding Karis LeVert. That's a high-usage guy. I'm not sure if it'll work out. Yeah, we'll see what the fit is. Miles I just Turner's banking on that's, all-star. That, that's great, though. He doesn't have to be like... I'm like you don't have to be like Karis LeVert. you got to be our 25 to 30 point per game yeah. score. you, you got to do that. Like he can fit in a little more organically, a little uh, just uh, freely, I think, with those guys being the better guys on the mm. team. I, I don't think we underrate him. I actually think, again, to make the comparison, I think I think it's there that he's going to sort of blossom into an Oladipo guy pre-injury. Um, because you, you look at the numbers and the impacts they had in limited minutes. You know, I'm talking about Levert last year mainly, and even this year uh, when now KD's in the mix and Kyrie. I see it. I see it. I, I think they're somewhat similar in a good way. I love what mm-hmm. the Pacers did. And like Tass said, Oladipo was leaving. 
And they just got Karis LeVert, who I'm just telling you is a pretty damn comparable player, in my opinion. For what? He's under contract for like three more years at nothing. nothing like yeah. in today's NBA. Yeah. Like it's like 16, mm-hmm. 17, 18 million dollars. It's nothing. That's a great contract. I love the Pacers sliding in here and getting him in the mix. And I love I love Jared Allen as well. So I'm, you know, the Cavs have Drummond, Love, JaVale, uh, Larry Nance is a big guy. JaVale, uh, who else? Bob Maker. <laughs> no, Thon, I think Thon got waved already. Uh, oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, Peace out, Thon. Yeah, one uh, of the other. But now, yeah, Jared, the now they got five giant dudes, so yeah, maybe they're not yeah. done wheeling and dealing. Yeah. 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 But but yeah. that's the thing. Like, this deal, we never saw the Pacers and the Cavs coming into this, so this was probably no. in the works, you know, for for a couple of days here, I would I would say. I wouldn't say this has all just unfolded this afternoon. So, yeah, good good for them to uh, get good two good players in Levert and Jared Allen because you would think that the Rockets would have wanted those talented players in return, but instead they just decided, give us as many draft picks as we can possibly have here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they got them. I mean, yeah, again, like you you, you hold these teams to ransom, and, and I, I'm sure that Raphael Stone was on the phone saying, Daryl Moore is going to give us this, so it's up to you. It's up to you if you want it. Give us those picks. Oh, and... you think it's like that classic photo of Joe Dumars exactly. with two phones? Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, that was it, I mean, today. it has to be, doesn't it, really? I mean, we've seen that in the past. Like, go yeah. to the Derham Williams trade. That was the rumor as well. Like, uh, that the that the uh, the Knicks dro- or the basically the Jazz drove up the price to the Knicks saying, we're, we're going to trade him to New York if you don't come yeah. through with the goods. And they do. So, you know, when teams are desperate, I mean, it would be really interesting to know if this Kyrie Irving situation wasn't playing out the way that it was, if that was still you know, if the Nets were still going to make this move because, sure. I mean, seeing Kyrie last night on the Zoom, I wonder if that was like, all right, we're going to do something here. We don't know what the hell is going to happen with this guy for the rest of the season. Who knows? But This guy, what, what do you mean? That he was on his computer? I mean, what do you mean that he was on the Zoom? What, you didn't see he was on the Zoom? with the? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I'm just saying the Nets probably don't know what they're getting out of Kyrie Irving, right? So they're yeah, like, okay. okay. Yeah, it's fair. yeah, what's like, that communication line between exactly. the Nets so front it's office like, and Kyrie Irving right now? If Is Kyrie it existing? Or, yeah. yeah. If Kyrie Irving took a game or two off for personal reasons and, and then he came back and he was fine, you know, that's, I think, why they hesitated on not making this move earlier. They wanted to sort of see if two stars were going to be enough rather than getting that third star in there. But now, perhaps, they're like, we're not sure if we've got the two stars right now because we're not really sure what Kyrie Irving sure, is going to... Sure. What, and and what then type add to that Irving. Spencer Dinwiddie, of course, going out with an injury yeah. too and what effect yeah. that had on us. Yeah, I yeah. think there's something there. Uh, yeah. This is crazy. Anything else crazy. to add to this uh, exciting uh, NBA day? Feels like the trade deadline, does it not, Trey? I mean, <laughs> oh. like more moves are coming. Oh, yeah. It, de- it definitely feels like more yeah. moves are coming because... This has everything. This has a little bit for everything. If you love super teams, you love this for the Nets. If you love a team that always wants to be competitive, put the best product out there, you love it for the Pacers. If you love a rebuilding project, you love it for the Houston Rockets. And if you love a weirdo team that can make some more moves, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. There's got to be some sort of more trades out there, right? Uh, The market is open. There are imbalances now on rosters of where players are, so... It seems like people will be a moving and no dunks will be banging the classics out. No doubt about it. Oh my God. I feel like all I've done today is sit on this Zoom and talk to you guys about basketball. Yeah, it's, it's true. We're going yeah. to hang up here and there will be like a Bradley Beal trade coming down the pipeline in an hour. I'll talk to you guys basically in an hour. Uh, and we're, we're not sitting here like Kyrie Irving with our hand, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, caressing our chin. No, mm. he was just deep in thought, Tess. No, I know. Kyrie Irving was, it was uh, listen, I think Kai's coming back and they're going to be totally fine. He's, he's doing whatever he's doing. Uh, and yeah, the East is, 
the East is exciting. You know, I, I underestimate the Bucks every year, but they're going to be there. And I, I always, I always, there's one team I don't really enjoy watching. Usually, it's the Pacers because you just they're going to be good. But this year, I'm, I'm in. I'm in on the Pacers. I love watching them. And to add Karis LeVert when. You know, you're you're not going to be able to really reel in a huge free agent if you're Indiana. That's just the way it is uh, to play along with the team that's seven and four, winning on the road, uh, and Miles Turner's playing the best Miles Turner he's ever been with four blocks per game. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a team, man. That they're they're it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. You're so high on the Brooklyn Nets. I want to be a Dennis Schroeder right now and put a Benjamin on it. Would you bet right now on the Nets winning the uh, the title? Hundred bucks. Oh, title. Uh, let's. Can we win the East first? You know. You want to put that on the on the yeah. line? Sure. You'd put you'd put a hundred bucks on the on the Nets with Harden in the mix there, winning the Eastern Conference this year. Yeah, I'd put it on. I mean, I'd probably get some good odds on. Hey, it, you know? hey, look me in the eye. <laughs> look me in the eye so we can. Which camera should I look into? Yeah, yeah. Look at me. Look at me. I I would take that bet. I'll take that bet. I'll bet against them going all the way to the finals. Sure. Sure. Benjamin. Okay. Virtual handshake, look in the eye. There we go. Let's make this juicy. All right, guys, let's call it there. Like I said, there'll be a trade in a mere hour after we record this anyway. Thanks for joining us live. I think we set some no-dunks records there in terms of people joining us live. So thank you so much. If you're new to no-dunks, well, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit that little notification button so you know when we're going live when these emergencies happen. Um, and comment and like and do all that. Share it with your friends. I think we hit 25,000 too, uh, subs, too, on our YouTube page. Oh, so. 25,000. Old news, Skeets. Oh. 25.1. The new hotness. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Well, what's Big the Big Volume goal? 1 on deck. Oh, yeah. I forgot we're dropping a weird roast beef video. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. What a day. Um, so, yeah. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to No Dunks, wherever you listen to our podcast. You can get us on The Athletic. Subscribe to The Athletic. Athletic. My God, there's going to be about 10 amazing articles up on The Athletic in the next couple of hours. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. You can get a subscription right now for $3.99 a month. So take advantage of that. If you go to that link, theathletic.com slash no dunks, they know that we sent you. And if you want some no dunks merch, I guess none of us. Oh, no, Lee, you got one on, right? Mm-hmm. You're rocking the no dunks, no dunks hoodie there. Uh, go to no dunks.com if you want to grab that. Oh, there's the website right there. Great work, JD. Way to stay on Holy it, man. Cow, JD, JD, you've been on the Zoom all day, My man. Goodness. Can't believe you're still listening to us talk about basketball. <laughs> How are you holding up, JD? Any final thoughts on this big blockbuster deal? Uh, you know, it's very exciting. I grabbed. A, I was uh, monitoring Twitter, so I just in case I, I grabbed a couple of pseudo tweets of the night. One was uh, Dr. Ken Jeong. Uh, <laughs> Congratulating the thingamajig on going to Houston. I thought it was kind of cute. Yeah, the mass singer. Yeah, forgot that. Yeah, and then this one. Uh, I hope they recreate this. This is uh, uh, Durant and Harden, and uh, Mom made pizza rolls. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you're just gonna have to check it out on YouTube. It's great stuff. Great. Someone, what, a, what a day. Uh, Someone pointed out that the Browingtons are back together, right? Oh, man, Jeff Green's there. That's why. <laughs> yeah, Jeff oh, Green's wow. with the Nets. So KD, Harden, and uh, Jeff Green. Yeah, the Browingtons. I don't think was, Westbrook was not a part of the Browingtons. No. Right? Yeah, no. he wasn't Browing down with the Browingtons. So, wow. So the Nets maybe just won the trade because they got the Browingtons back together. It might be enough as it is. Uh, let's hear from you guys, though, especially in the YouTube comments. Who do you think won the trade? Do you think uh, all four teams made out well? Are you worried about the Nets, especially with the Kyrie situation? Let's hear from you guys. We'll be back tomorrow with some more classics. 
because once a day we go back to the classic factory task. You'll have what you need to know early tomorrow morning on Thursday. We'll get that up in podcast form and on YouTube. And then we'll have the daily show. Um, again, breaking this down in greater detail in the games tonight. Thanks for joining us, though. That was a blast. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And guys, I got to go. Danielle made pizza rolls. Oh! Yeah, brace the day, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.